0: Hello, everybody, welcome to my podcast. I have tried to film this, film this. I've tried to record this like five times and I keep hating what I'm doing. So this is gonna be the last take and who knows how it's gonna turn out. We're gonna find out together, (laughs) I guess. Um, To start off, I realize this is the first episode ever that I'm putting out and podcasting is a whole new format, a whole new platform. You guys don't know who I am. I need to tell you who I am. My name is Emmeline. I'm just a creator. I I don't have a huge following anywhere. I have an Instagram account, I have a YouTube channel. This is this is really just what I feel like is my calling. I love it. I try to post, you know, almost every day somewhere. And it's, it's just what I enjoy. I have a husband. We live in New York City and he is a French teacher. He also has a YouTube channel that's French geared because his students begged him for it. And he is really great over there too. So I will include all of the information to all of our social media stuff in the show notes if you're interested. I don't really expect anyone to be interested. Podcasting is definitely a format that I haven't tried before and I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for listening. If you are listening, I don't know who this will reach, if anybody, but I'm I'm really so excited. This is. Kind kind of, you know, the third corner of a triangle of content that I have been wanting to create. Um, The other two branches are obviously Instagram and YouTube. And really just to jump right in why we're here, right? This is a brand new podcast. Let's talk about why it exists. So I started off on Instagram in 2018, me and my husband, who's French, we were living in France waiting for his green card. And I started to just share a lot more of my life on Instagram and I started to grow a little bit of a following of other expats and people who are interested in like French geared, you know, American tourist traveler, you know, American living abroad type content. And that was really fun. And I found that I really loved it. And it used to really just be me going out alone with like a tripod and like shooting and I would get yelled at by old French ladies, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. So I didn't care. And man, I just... I really fell in love with it. And then that kind of progressed into doing vlogs because I realized like I wanted to document more of our time in a more meaningful way. So, we started recording videos and, you know, that we bought a better camera and we like really started to get serious about doing it and it just became something that I love. I I've never really had any goals or aspirations to like be famous or be super popular. I know that who I am is niche and you'll discover that if you if you stick around, you'll discover I I'm not typical. I never have been. It's always made it hard to connect with other people a little bit. And that's really that's really why this podcast is named Pretty But Weird. I guess I should mention that also. I'm not ugly. And people I think when they first meet me are like, wow, she's really cute. And then they get to know me and they're like, Wow, this is why she has no friends. <laughs> Just because that uh, that's just that's just how I've always been. I've really loved being online and sharing content as a way to meet people that's that's really been always my goal is to make friends this way and that's really my goal here too is just to have like a more meaningful way to share my life, my feelings, my thoughts what I learn because I was finding with Instagram and YouTube I've been not super consistent with them over the last year just because of some personal stuff which I can totally get into on a different podcast I would love to actually but with this one I'm just gonna say like, I took about an eight, eight month break from content creation. During that time, we went through a lot of huge lifestyle changes and just honestly, worldview changes, massive changes all around. And as I've been getting back into content creation, I've really struggled with there's like so many important things, like the, the most important things that I want to share. And I haven't really known how to do that on the platforms that I currently have. You know what I mean? And I don't really want that to change. <laughs> you know, there's so many people who are so good at like posting beautiful Instagram pictures. And then, you know, underneath is this like deep long caption about all the hard things are going through. And that's just, that just isn't me. I, I enjoy writing, but not that much, I guess. And that just really felt inauthentic to me. I don't know. It was hard for me to do for myself. I think I admire other people who can do it, but I'm not good at that. Um, and same thing with YouTube. I, I found that I would like record these long things of me talking about like our life stuff and I end up cutting them all out in editing because I love my YouTube videos as like entertaining videos. Like I want them to be a fun, happy place, a break. Um, I want to remember the good times there And I just didn't want it to be a place to vent. And I don't think that those audiences that I have on YouTube and Instagram were the right places anyway. So that's kind of what I wanted to do here. This is like, you know, the third corner of a triangle that I'm building with, you know, ways and places to express myself really creatively. Anyone who knows me, anybody who's talked to me on the phone. (laughs) I should, amen. Anyone who has talked to me on the phone knows I could talk forever. I am someone who talks a lot. That's just who I am. It kind of takes me a long time to get to my point. So I think that's another reason that like Instagram, YouTube just weren't working for me. It needs to be short, concise, quick, snappy. That's what I love about those is that it forces me to be that way. And it doesn't really allow me to just like express myself, the stuff that comes out of my brain. And podcasting feels like it has that potential for me. I hope you guys will stick around. I I don't know if this is boring. I feel like I always think it's boring because it's my life. I live here. I live in my brain. So it's not like anything new is, you know, coming out of my mouth right now for me. But I'm hoping that this is fun and interesting for you. And that's my goal with this podcast. I did start an Instagram account for it just so that I'd have a way to like contact you guys and that. You know, so you could share stuff with me too. So please go check it out, Pretty But Weird Pod, um, on Instagram, and hopefully we can like we can build something together. I'm so excited. I have literally so many thoughts. I've been so excited about doing this. It's taken me forever to set up this stupid website to make this work. And anyway, it's been a whole new thing. Like I literally watched a 12 minute video on Adobe Audition today, and here we are using it. So hopefully this turns out okay. I don't know. Sound quality will get better over time, I'm sure. But anyway, that's why we're here. This is what we're doing. I'm really excited you're here. Thanks for listening. And I. I hope that that gives you a little bit of an idea of who I am. You'll get to know me. You'll get to know me over time. I promise. (laughs) But there's a little brief overview. Any links to anything will be in show notes also, by the way, always. um, I want to make sure that you guys can reach out to me, contact me. I would love to know that you're here if you are, however you found me. So there you go. This was not a fun or snappy introduction. This we're seven minutes in and we're still getting going. So um, I hope that you've stuck around. My purpose in podcasting today is really just, I felt like I couldn't wait. Um, I don't know if you ever feel like that. Any of you who are creative out there, do you ever just have moments where like you just have to go and do it right then? If you're an artist like me, you know that motivation doesn't stick around, you know, that that spark of inspiration, of that like crazy desire to do something, it doesn't stay. And It's really, really easy to get lost scrolling on your phone or spend too long brainstorming and realize how much work it's going to be or research what works and doesn't work and realize that what you wanted to do isn't what's trending, what's popular, and then you just don't do it because it feels like it's going to be too hard. That's what I've been doing for a long time in a lot of ways. And I'm just, man, I'm just so done. (laughs) Uh, A lot of what I'm going to be talking about today has to do with a book I recently finished. I literally read it in two days. It was so good. Um, It's called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. He definitely has a sales funnel going on on his uh, his, uh, website. So be careful. Don't get sucked in. And definitely I don't think you need to spend $300 on his like extra courses because you know what? That book is all you need. And he even includes some free resources later that are I found really helpful, but they're free. So anyway, just, just be aware. He's definitely, he's a salesman, but that does not take away from the fact that his book is super great and so inspiring. The compound effect basically for me has translated into just like really being so aware of all the bad habits that I've created. Bad habits, man. Just so many things that have stopped me from doing this, what I'm doing right now. And me being here is a direct result of like noticing those and and taking a step back and really looking at them and examining them and like the motivations behind them and realizing that if I don't start now, I'm never going to do it. So thanks Darren Hardy. (laughs) I'm here because of you. Anyway, if you're a creative, just like, you know, take a minute, take this as a little inspiration to like go do the thing that you've been waiting to do. And Man, I know this first podcast episode is really going to suck, but I'm pushing through anyway. We're going to publish this. We're going to publish this. What I'm saying right now, this is going to be in the podcast. Emily, don't you dare cut this out. (laughs) And you know what? I'm just going to be proud of myself for doing it. So there you go. That's that's how we got here. Uh, Along those lines of just like changing habits, doing new things. I started ice rolling recently. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of this. A lot of uh, skincare people on Instagram and stuff. Highly, highly recommend this. There's a ton of like magazine articles and stuff, too, that tout how great this is but it's literally just like a very small ice pack like in a roll form. So you can roll it on your face i keep mine in the freezer i've been doing it morning and night and i think some of it is psychological honestly i know cold on your skin is good for like blood flow which leads to anti-aging and ice you know those freezing temperatures can also kill bacteria that's in acne so it does have some like real scientific good stuff happening there. But I think a lot of it has just been like adding something into my routine and doing it consistently. Like the psychological effects of doing that have been really great for me. So anyway, I was, I was ice rolling this morning and the first couple of weeks I did it. So, you know, it's like literal, it's, it's freezing cold. It's on your face. It's so cold on your face and you do it for like five minutes or so. And you like target any areas where you're having a breakout or something. And anyway, when I first started, it was so uncomfortable. And it was like, I really had to like steal myself, you know, (laughs) S-T-E-E-L against it when I, every time it was like, oh, okay, here we go. And Actually, you can see it in one of my older vlogs um, from a few weeks ago when I first started ice rolling. It was like, oh, okay, here we go. We're going to do it. You know, anyway, it was not super comfortable, but I was sitting on the floor, ice rolling my face this morning. And I realized (laughs) I didn't even notice the moment when I started doing it. It used to be so hard and kind of nerve wracking and actually it was so uncomfortable at first how cold it was and stuff that it actually prevented me from doing it super consistently at first because I just like didn't super look forward to it. I knew it was going to be this moment of, you know, extreme cold before it got to be kind of relaxing and rejuvenating as it is once you get to the end of that five minutes. Um, But this morning I realized I like it. I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice when it touched my face and I was just like having my little Zen moment reading a book while I was ice rolling for five minutes. And I was like, dang, habits really do work. This can be something that I do forever. If I am consistent, it'll just keep being more and more comfortable and more and more part of my routine. And it, it really has helped me in a lot of ways. You know, it's just like those one, those little tiny first steps, man, you start those. And then it's like the snowball effect. That's what the compound effect is about is you change your little tiny everyday habits and that translates into huge results later it's it's compounding right so you change your trajectory by 1% now and you know 10 or 20 years down the road the difference between you and the person who didn't change their trajectory by 1% is massive is night and day difference is is millionaire or you know living paycheck to paycheck different and you know that doesn't just have to do with money that's like in all aspects in in all personal development aspects you just make these little changes every day. You, you notice your bad habits every day and you make conscious choices to make better choices every day. And that's how you create success. And that's how you create satisfaction, joy, free time, wealth, all those things. That's kind of been something that's been really revolutionary for me. I, I didn't realize like how much I needed to hear that and how much I needed to know that in my life. And You know, ice rolling man. That's the first thing that I've really successfully added to my routine that's been so good. And I'm stoked on it. I I've been really motivated to be more productive lately. And anyway, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. I just that's like what's happening in my life right now and it's exciting. Um let me look at my notes to see what else I wanted to share with you. Or oh yeah, just just you know, talking about that conditioning where oh man, there's so many topics I can cover in this podcast. Seriously, I'm gonna mention a bunch of things here. And please, please go like on my Instagram, and et cetera, or pretty, but weird pod, something go tell me what you want me to expound on. I can, I mean, I'd love to talk about all of this. Honestly, it's all really exciting to me, but really just like that idea of, you know, conditioning yourself to handle more and more and more. It's like, I've been so frustrated for so long, creatively, honestly, just feeling like I couldn't fully express myself or I didn't quite know how to go about doing the things I wanted to do. And I realized so much of that had to do with just not spending the amount of time I needed to spend on it. And you don't realize, you don't realize how much of your day is wasted. Until you start really actively paying attention to those habits. I open up my phone and I immediately click on Instagram. Why do I do that? Why do I immediately click on Instagram? And then I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm, you know, swiping through stories and it's like, they don't make me feel better. Oh man, I'm just so stuck on like seeing what other people are doing. And then the problem is that it's like a masochistic attitude because it's not motivating me to go out and do stuff. What it's doing is reminding me of all the things I haven't done. I look at them and I'm like, wow, they're so productive. Wow, how do they post that much on their story? Wow, they're so authentic. Wow, they have got so much going on in their life right now. How do they stay that busy? And you know why? It's because they're not doing what I'm doing. Am I a content creator or am I a consumer? Because I feel like a consumer and I've been behaving like a consumer. So you choose, you know, you choose, do you want to create more? Do you want to consume more? And you got to like live that every day. You got to like act like a creator. If you want to go and be productive, you got to, you got to go be productive. <laughs> you have to start changing your habits before it'll reflect in your life. You know what I mean? So I realized through reading compound effect and started paying more attention that I really have conditioned myself with some really poor habits. I spent so many hours on my phone and you know what? I don't think I'm allowed to do that yet. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean not allowed. I guess I shouldn't say that because obviously we're all free to do whatever we want. But I mean, I haven't given myself permission to do that and I haven't earned it and I don't want to be there. It's kind of been almost involuntary. If you've seen The Social Dilemma, it's on Netflix. It's really good. It was a good wake up call for me and Vince, my husband, just in like, how we do things you know what I mean and how much social media can influence us when we when we don't think that it is it's so subconscious and you watch social dilemma and immediately change some of our habits like I turned off all my notifications on everything and and at this point after reading the compound effect I've actively started muting just about anybody that doesn't really add inspiration and joy to my life and there's a lot of people who don't (laughs) I realized that so much of social media for me was so like voyeuristic like I just wanted to see what was What other people were doing to compare myself or just because I was so curious, you know, and it gets to a point where it's, it's not really helping you and it's not healthy. And uh, it reminds me of this quote that I heard. I can't remember where it was like in a podcast or something a while ago, but someone was saying, I wish I could I wish I knew who to attribute it to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, whoever's listening. I don't know who said this, but um, it's really stuck with me at least. So whoever said it, thank you. Anyway, they said, <laughs> when you're spending too much time on social media, it gets to the point where, you know, it really starts to hurt your mental health and you're you're just scrolling and scrolling. If you're If you're comparing yourself to a lot to like what you're seeing on there on Instagram or whatever, and you're starting to feel like you're not doing enough, like really bad about yourself, you need to stop and think, are you feeling bad about yourself because you're truly not doing enough? Or are you feeling bad about yourself because you just saw 200 people's worth of creativity in a day? Like no one on their own is that creatively inspired all the time. No one on their own is that busy and productive all the time. What you're seeing is a conglomeration of everyone's best moments all at once. It's hitting you all at once. And it's not fair because what you're seeing is is way more than any one person has done or could ever do. And you need to remember that. So like, that's one thing that I've also started doing is when I get on Instagram, instead of just scrolling and scrolling, I try to see something that's interesting to me on someone's story or on someone's post. And I click on their profile and I scroll through their posts and I see what stories they've put out that day. And I spend like more one-on-one time with that one person, you know, in their, in their little corner of Instagram. I just spend time with them and I look at what they've put out. I look at you know, what's inspiring them in that moment. And, and I spend time with them and I get to know them, that one person. And that's fundamentally changed just in the last month or so. It's fundamentally changed my relationship with a lot of people that I follow on Instagram. It's also made it easier for me to disconnect and like mute people who don't serve me. Cause I realize like the people who aren't putting out really creatively inspired things are people who are like, I might know in real life. And if I know them in real life, I don't really need to see what they're putting out on Instagram. It just doesn't interest me. Like this is my creative space. This is like my workspace also. So it needs to be like my workspace. You know, I don't work with them. I need to work with the people I work with, the people in my field, the people in my sphere. So anyway, that's been some, that's some things that I've been doing. I hope that that is helpful to some of you. It's been honestly life-changing for me. And it again, is the reason that we're sitting here right now recording this very first podcast of hopefully many. It's what inspired me to get going. So I feel really good about it. Let's see. What else did I want to talk about? I had a couple things written down. Oh, that's been another thing. So as I mentioned, my husband and I, we kind of had to take a long break from like everything. (laughs) Part of that included a big overhaul of our lifestyle and reevaluating what was important to us and figuring out what we really truly believe for ourselves without the influence of anybody else, just based on what we find to be true and right and honest and authentic. And it was vastly different from how we'd been living. And I'm so grateful that we did that, but it really sucked to have that big gap in honestly, like my side hustle, which was Instagram and YouTube. It was really hard every day feeling like I wanted to share and I wanted to contribute to these spaces and just feeling like I couldn't, feeling like I couldn't talk about it. I didn't know how to even start. Oh man. It was, it was so heartbreaking <laughs> because I love it here. I do. I, I love rather there. I love it there. I love the people that i made friends with. I love the connections that I've made. I love the brands I've been able to work with. I love, I love it. And it was really hard to take a step back from that. And I did, I really thought maybe I would just need to be doing something else. I thought maybe trying to be an artist, like an artist, artist again. I, I went to college for illustration, I did not finish because I married a Frenchman and had to move to France. But I really considered getting back into doing something more fine art related. I oh man, I thought about going back to school, just have something to do. I eventually ended up for a while getting a part-time, you know, minimum wage job at anthropology here in the city. And it was fine. It it just I just realized I like was not valuing myself the way I needed to be. And Vince, luckily, he's killing it at his job. He's a great French teacher and he's in high demand and he makes good money. So, I mean, the reason, again, that I'm here recording this podcast is partly because I quit my day job. This is like what I'm doing full-time content creation and literally guys, I'm making no money on it right now, but I feel so good. And it's exactly what I always wanted to do. It's actually right in line with my goals. And I I almost feel like a fraud because... I'm not making any money yet <laughs> so it feels like I thought I would quit my day job when I was making good money here you know in these in these online spaces and I'm not but I think I really needed it. I, I needed to like sacrifice something in pursuit of creativity in pursuit of what I love in pursuit of like authentic real connection with people. I needed to I needed to make some kind of big bold statement. I needed to make the kind of statement that I made when I moved to New York City at 18 years old. That was a statement about who I was and who I wanted to be. And I kind of got lost a little bit along the way, I think. Um, we we were raised Mormon. So if you want to cover that topic another day, we can. But um, part of that is that there's just a huge amount of time and energy spent as a Mormon adult doing Mormon things. And I think a lot of people get lost in that identity that just becomes who you are is a Mormon. And it's interesting because like people in other faiths, Christian, Catholic, whatever, that's not like their whole identity because the, the religions are less high demand, I think a little bit, you know, like Mormonism is incredibly high demand. So I realized I was really, really feeling just totally lost in an identity I didn't want to identify with. I wasn't happy there and I, it felt wrong. And there were things that weren't working for me for a long time. And it's so interesting now to look back on some of like my biggest life decisions had nothing to do with my religion. And that's how most people are, right? Like, unless it's a, you know, a faith-based decision, most people don't have to factor that in because most things are in line with your faith usually anyway, right? Like most Christian people are going to make decisions that are good and wholesome and healthy. Um, As much as they possibly can, if they're like, you know, if they're healthy people, then they're going to do that. Whereas, you know, people who are unhealthy in unhealthy situations are going to make bad decisions more often. And but I, I was realizing, like, I didn't make decisions based on anything that had to do with that religious identity. And yet that religious identity was also taking up so much energy and like mental space. Sorry, there's a dog barking. I don't know if you can hear it, but oh, well. Anyway, so, you know, moving to New York City at 18, marrying my husband, even like going to school where I went to school, all of that had to do with other things and not that, not, you know, Mormonism. So, man, it's been really hard to like untangle my identity from those things that were kind of thrust on me that I didn't really choose, that I was born into and kind of just inherited as I aged into adulthood and into those responsibilities, no one ever really asked me if I wanted it. You know, they just all assume that you're happy there and that you want it. And what if you don't? What if you don't want it? Having to make that decision and like acknowledge that is devastating for a lot of people. And it was devastating for me, but I'm so glad that I was able to, because it's been, it's been really good to honestly reconnect with like my former self. My pre-adult self is closer to who I truly am than my adult self was because of all that junk that just was clouding every decision I made and everything I thought I knew about myself. And, um, I know it's really vague. I just, I don't want to like get into the nitty gritty of it too much because one, I don't know who's listening. Um, I don't want to be disrespectful. And two, um, I just think it's way more than this podcast is going to work for, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just too much. So that's kind of all I'll say about that. Uh, as far as like the Mormonism aspect of it goes, but just know that, That's been my project this year is to like figure out who I am again. And like I said, reconnecting with my former self, my younger self, where there wasn't as much, you know, church responsibility involved. And I had friends who also didn't explicitly identify that way. And I just had, a I had like a lot more room to like dream, to think about what I wanted for my life and envision it. And it never, it never, what I envisioned was never... It never had anything to do with the Mormon lifestyle. It was just like big general goals that haven't changed. Like it's so, man, I can't, I know I keep saying it's so interesting. It's because it is so interesting to me. So (laughs) I hope it's interesting to you too. But honestly, like every big goal that I think I had as a teenager, like I've done it. I'm doing it. And it, it feels like it was by accident, but I don't think that it was. I think that I've always kind of known that those are the things that I needed to do. And certain aspects of, again, what I inherited, what I was born into, were making it impossible. And there's that cognitive kind of dissonance there when it's like, I know I am meant to be doing this. And then your culture, your society, whatever is telling you, no, you can't. That's not what you're supposed to be. That's not what we made you to be. And it's like, well, did you make me? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe my life's bigger than that. Maybe who I am wasn't created by you. It's also not restricted by what you think I should be. And it's taken me until, you know, 25, 26 to really put that to words and to like realize what was making me so unhappy. And it was because I started off really strong, you know. I had a really clear idea of who I was. Like as a high schooler, I I really knew who I was and again, those core things have never changed and I don't think they ever will. I I acted on it, you know. I packed up my bags and moved to New York City at 18 and I loved it here. And then I got older. And again, cultural responsibilities, religious responsibilities made me make decisions that didn't align with who I wanted to be anymore. And as I got further and further away from that, I started to really feel it. So it's an interesting reconnecting with that and like really realigning myself back to where I was always supposed to be. And you know what? That's kind of what we've been doing this week. This is why I'm this up. I know this is very long winded, but that's part of like what I wanted to mention is I've always really held on to the, the identity of being like an artist, like a fine artist, because my grandfather was a fine artist and he passed away six years ago, I think. Um, and I just, I love him. I'm not going to say anything more than that because I'm literally about to cry even thinking about him. I love him and miss him so much, but he was a great guy. So I, I think I always like felt a responsibility to identify as like a fine artist. And like, I have some like supplies, like art supplies and stuff that you know, have his name on them and I have his art on my wall and oh God, I got to (laughs) stop. Anyway, but I'm also millennial, you know, like I'm, I'm, I, I didn't enter the art sphere in the fifties. I'm entering it in the 21st century and it's a different world. And I realized like sitting and drawing with a pencil doesn't make me happy. Like digital art does like creating and editing a hilarious vlog or posting a beautiful picture or creating meaningful audio content in a podcast. <laughs> um, this is where I really thrive. This is like where I can find my people. This is where I love to be. And it's been really hard to kind of let go of that identity as like an artist. You know, I like I mentioned, I went to art school and I still bring that up. I don't know. I keep it's like I keep wanting to remind myself that I did that, that it was such a huge part of my life that I wanted to spend four years and thousands upon thousands of dollars to do it. But I, I just I'm not that. And I, I still have a lot of art supplies sitting around the house. We we have So my cousins are coming this weekend to visit. So we've been like really trying to clean up our house, get things organized and situated um, for them to be here. And I have been really wanting to like optimize our space because we just have too much stuff and we're both creating videos and, and photos now. And we just need something that we need a space that like looks nice and is functional, right? We're in a tiny New York City apartment. That's not always easy, but we're trying. So part of our goal this week was to like really just touch everything like optimize as much as we possibly can get rid of things that we're just not using that just are cluttery that's been really good for me but it's it's also brought up a lot of feelings of like past identities you know and and kind of reevaluating, like you know looking at things that I love and realizing I'm not using them and I don't think I'll use them in the future so do I really need them no I don't and that it's really hard for me I'm kind of a hoarder so like for instance I have a bunch of art supplies I I'm really I'm saving all of them at this moment I didn't really get rid of any but but I did realize that I just didn't need them where I could touch them all the time because guess what I'm not touching them all the time I I had this whole like cart that I bought on Amazon it has like three shelves and wheels and all my art supplies like my sketchbooks and all my pens all my art books and stuff were all on this cart where I could access them easily and for a moment You know, when I was trying to figure things out last year, I thought, you know, maybe fine art, maybe go back to school, whatever. So I had gotten them all out to try to just like brush the dust off those skills to try to like to see if if I could still do it. And I was like figure drawing a lot. And as soon as my goals career wise no longer were going to be fine art. Once I figured out that that just wasn't going to work for me right now, I stopped touching them. They've been sitting in that cart in our living room, like really kind of in the way of everything for months. I haven't touched them and they just sit there and i look at them and i feel guilty about not touching them and not using them it was just time so i i unpacked the cart i we bought a little bin that can fit under our bed and i put them all away and i don't need to look at them anymore and i don't need to feel guilty anymore but like i feel sad thinking about not having them here where i can look at them because i still identify as an artist and i realize that's how i've been doing a lot of things right like i set myself up for failure i i buy all these tools and supplies and I set myself up and then I have all these bad habits or I'm unsure of myself or I'm just trying something because I'm trying to be somebody I'm not and it all goes to waste and it's wasted time it's wasted money it's wasted effort you know it's wasted creativity too honestly so like here's my resolution I'm, I'm not gonna do that anymore I'm putting my time and my love and my energy into things that will serve me right one of them is this this feels less creative to me it does. It's, it's less creative than, you know, figure drawing or something well, on a pad with paper. It's art you can show off and everyone will say how interesting and creative you are. Um, this isn't that, but I think this adds vastly more value to my life, to my life's work, to my body of creative work. I think that this podcast, you know, my YouTube content, my Instagram content has more of an opportunity to influence people in a positive way than really anything else. And I, I'm really proud of myself, honestly. I, I'm really proud of myself for being brave enough to do that, to let go of that a little bit, to let go of that identity that I wanted to be that I'm not. Because honestly, I know that for a lot of people, art is brave. But for me, drawing and stuff is safe. It's safe because it's more ambiguous. When I'm, when I'm putting actual words, when I'm putting my own image, me talking, me posing in pictures, me, you know, in a vlog, when I'm putting that out, it feels a lot more personal to me than, than drawing does. Cause you're drawing something else or, you know, most of the time in a career, not a creative arts career, like you're drawing or doing whatever for clients. So, you know, you're doing what they want you to do when you're quote unquote, you know, an influencer, when you're creating content for a living. Yeah. If you're working on collabs and you have to like meet their specifications, but the reason that they're working with you is because it's you. So you have to put yourself into everything. And that's really scary. It's really scary. And, you know, I think I've, I've tried to be impersonal on my accounts and different with my content for a long time. Uh, at least I haven't felt like I've been personal. I don't know. Maybe if you guys follow me there too, maybe anyone who's listening to this, if you follow me there, maybe you'll say, no, I totally feel like I know you. And that's good. great. <laughs> you know, the very few parts of me that I shared, and I'm really glad that you know that much about me. That's awesome. Um, but there's a lot more. Like, there's a lot more here. There's a lot more depth. There's a lot more emotion. There's a lot more of me that I felt like I haven't been able to share. Whether that's, you know, being an 18-year-old in New York City with no money and no one to help me. No photographer. Thanks, my new Instagram husband. Where I just didn't feel like I could produce anything beautiful. um, To, you know, diving deep into adult Mormonism. And, you know, having pretty much everything I do be a little bit more policed based on things that I didn't even agree with in the first place. This is the first time in my whole life where I've really, the shackles have been off. And I was listening to a podcast today about how if you're not, if you're not truly seeking to find, you're not going to find because, you know, it doesn't come to you when you don't really want it. That's kind of a manifesting thing, but it's so true. Like you have to really want it. And you have to really actively seek it. And if I'm too scared to share the hard parts of myself, the dark parts of myself, the emotion, if I'm too scared to share that, then you know what? I'm not going to ever build real authentic connection with people because that's the stuff where people live. You know, in your own head, you're surrounded by that. The real shit, the real shit all the time. If you're not actively sharing that also, if, you're not, if you can't be vulnerable, then people aren't going to be vulnerable with you and people aren't going to know you. So... Anyway, all right. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> we covered a lot of stuff. That's all the notes that I had for today. I hope that this wasn't too rambly. I hope that this inspired you or motivated you or helped you in some way. Please let me know if it did. I, I want to know. I'm really so excited to be here. I can't even tell you how excited I am to be here. Even if, even if I have one listener who's impacted in a positive way by what I'm saying, my job here is done then. Honestly, like that's, that's my goal. Just one. If there's just one of you, then great. We did it. <laughs> Congratulations to me. I get a gold star on my forehead. So anyway, this has been Pretty But Weird. I am pretty but weird. And um, all of you are too. And you know what? That's what makes us awesome. So have a good one. Someday I'll figure out some like intro outro music. But for now, I'm just signing off. Thanks so much for listening.